I am excited to talk today with former two-time MLB All-Star and co-founder of the Newton Connection, Ian Desmond. Ian, thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, of course. I, uh, I'm honored to be here. Awesome, man. Well, I'm just uh, come Pat. It's Monday here and uh, off a weekend with my um, sixth wedding anniversary. I saw that you've been with your wife, Chelsea, since the fifth grade. Like, give me some advice. Like, you know, how, how, how have you made it last for so long? <laughs> um, I mean, it's nice when you know pretty much the person's history. You know, I think so. Yeah. Just op open lines of communication and just being uh, straight up with each other and understanding that, you know, it takes work. You know, it's, you know, if you're if you're thinking anybody's thinking that you're going to get married and it's going to be just, you know, rainbows and butterflies, that ain't it, man. It's uh, yeah. it takes work and uh, a commitment to each other. And that's kind of what we've dedicated. There you go. And so five, uh, five kids are, are they, you push them towards baseball or how do you kind of slowly kind of introduce baseball to them? Um, really, it's just, you know, I grew up where, you know, you, we were allowed to do whatever we wanted to do. We just couldn't quit, you know? And so that's kind of what we've pushed them towards. You know, you can do it, you can, you can do what you want, uh, but we're, we're not going to quit anything that we start. So I've got one son that plays baseball and rides horses. I've got one that plays football. I've got one that plays baseball and basketball. You know, I've got a little girl who wants to play baseball. Um, so pretty much they can do what they want. Uh, Education is going to come first and we're going to, you know, do everything we do the best we can, our, the best we can to the best of our ability. Yeah. And when you were their age and young, how did you first get into baseball? And I'll be honest, I, uh, I thought that I was going to be a professional soccer player. Um, and then I had a neighbor who played baseball and um, I went to the tryout and, you know, most things I had tried athletically, I was the best at. And then I got to baseball and like realized like, man, this is like really hard. And I think the challenge side of it really made me fall in love with it, that you can't really conquer baseball. I mean, any given day baseball can, you know, just slap you right in the face and, I think I've seen a trend in my life where like, I don't ever really like to take the easy route and uh, baseball was kind of like that for me. That's awesome. They tell you, what do they say? You know, the sharpen the sword, you kind of need uh, you know, what is it? Sharp, <laughs> two sharp swords or something like that, but you really need the adversity to kind of build off that. So um, that, that, that's great. And so take me to the, the you know, most people's most memorable moment, right? Like most athletes, you know, walking out on the field for your first time, September 10th, 2009, uh, you know, your first start in the majors. What, what do you remember from that moment? Oh man. Um, I remember a lot, you know, it's kind of like the whole, my whole career and journey flashed before my eyes in the batter's box on the first pitch. You know, I was, I was always a really aggressive hitter. Um, but that particular day, I, I don't think I would have mattered what pitch came, what location I was going to be swinging at it. Yeah. Uh, so I remember, you know, just the, the game kind of spinning on me. And then uh, the next pitch, I think I hit the second pitch. Um, but then the barrel hit the ball. And from that point on, you know, I was like, all right, this is where I want to be for the rest of my life. I mean, it was awesome. But I had a great first game. I hit a home run in my first game. I had, you know, a few RBIs. And so, you know, that made life a lot easier. That's how you start right there. And and talk about home runs. And I, I learned something new while um, kind of researching you, if you will, which is the home the home run derby act. Tell me about that. And uh, I just thought you just 
came off uh, a home run derby X. Yeah, man. So I just got back yesterday. It was a, uh, it was kind of random uh, to be completely honest. You know, I, I kind of had been stiff arming, you know, opportunities to go back towards baseball or really to do anything that I didn't really want to do um, pretty much since I retired. And this opportunity came through my email via uh, my agent. And I thought, you know what, that's pretty cool. I'm going to go check that out and see what it's all about. So Home Run Derby X is this new concept that they're trying to grow to expand the game to you know different parts of the world. So it's it's M- MLB International is really the, the developer of it. But they thought, hey, let's try it in the United States. And so they they ran their first pilot over in Hartford, Connecticut a couple weeks ago. And it was a success. And they had this one in Fredericksburg uh, that they invited me to go check out. And, you know, I have ties to the Fredericksburg community because they used to be the Potomac Nationals, who when I was grinding it out in the minor leagues, I played for them. Uh, but Home Run Derby X is just this thing that it's it's uh, it's kind of like the pickleball of baseball. You know, so it's a little bit more fast paced. It's, it's, um, you know, pretty high intense. They've got, you know, fireworks, they've got like this little catch zone. Um, but it's, it's definitely going to blow up. So I would say when one comes to your area, you certainly should check it out because everyone that was there was like, it was so fun. It was the best thing we've done. It was the biggest crowd that they had had in Fredericksburg. Um, you know, it's, I think it's going to give uh, Savannah, the Savannah Bananas, you know, yeah. quite a run, quite a run for their money. Well, that's awesome. We'll have to check it out. It looked pretty cool. I mean, everybody loves home runs, so it's that's uh, right. And you get, and, you know, so Johnny Gomes is kind of like the ambassador of it, and uh, you know, he he was using this tagline, the two L's, you know, lumber and leather, you know, so you get a little bit of defense and you get a lot of barrels and you get some homers and. Uh, it's, it's exciting. And I think, you know, people, like I said, I think it's going to, you know, be contagious. That's awesome. So we, we talk a lot about over here is longevity. You played 11 seasons in the majors Nash for the nationals, Rangers and Rockies. Like, what do you credit your longevity to? Um, I, I mean, throughout my career, I was motivated, you know, by my mom who, um, was a hairstylist and she was raising four kids allowing us to you know pursue our dreams and working her butt off to to provide for us and I kind of just saw her as a kid you know work hard for what she needed to get you know so if we needed a new bat she had to go to work for that you know if we needed to go to a tournament she had to put in the time behind the chair for that Christmas came around you know we would barely see her because she'd be working you know 12 hours a day sometimes two jobs when we were growing up and so for me I kind of looked at baseball like I was punching the clock as a blue collar employee. And, you know, I just wanted to go to the grindstone every single day because I felt like the harder I worked and the more I showed up for my team, the more I was going to be rewarded. Yeah, for sure. And and, and while you were playing, you know, you, you were one of the best shortstops in the game. And, but then you also played it infield and outfield. And so uh, I'm not good with change. I'm a pretty rigid guy. So Talk to me a little bit about versatility and doing kind of whatever it takes to help the team win. Yeah, I think I appreciate you saying that um, about the shortstop side, but I, I think it more came out of like necessity and this like inner drive in me to like not accept failure. You know, I think uh, I'm a pretty adaptable person, but like you, I'm very, you know, I like to be organized. Um, and, you know, I kind of had like this, uh, guns, so to speak, pointed at me after a tough 2015, you know, 
I kind of blew my free agent opportunity and teams weren't really calling for me to be a shortstop. Um, but there was this opportunity for me to play the outfield for the Texas Rangers. And instead of kind of, you know, being hardheaded and saying, you know, I'm just going to stick with shortstop and I'm going to grind it out. I, I decided to, to make the best of the opportunity that was being presented to me and uh, just really put it in the work. And I had a great support staff in Texas and they kind of, in a very short period of time, took me from uh, a shortstop and made me an outfielder and was fortunate enough to you know play in the all-star game that year. So it was really just built out of necessity. Um, but yeah, absolutely a willingness to help the team as well. Yeah, it's impressive. You, you, you've been active in the community since your early days of playing. Uh, you were nominated multiple times for the uh, Roberto Clemente Award. And while you're at the Nationals, you served on the board of the Washington Nationals Youth Baseball Academy. And, and I know a lot of people talk about kind of th those type of awards being even more meaning than, you know, MVP type awards. So where, where does your mo motivation to serve the community come from? Um, I honestly, uh, don't know. I mean, I, I've kind of, I guess you could say I've been a compassionate person. I, I tend to, to care about people in need and I, I tend to have, you know, my heart strings pulled by, uh, underdog scenarios. And, and I just, I've just kind of always been a compassionate person, I guess you could say. But when I got to the major leagues, I saw other players giving back to the community in a way that I had never seen specifically Ryan Zimmerman. Um, I saw him hand over a six figure check to his Zim's foundation and was like, Oh my gosh, you know, this is a superstar player, you know, yeah. also doing great things for a, a great cause. And instantly I felt like, okay, how do I get involved in something? You know? So that was kind of the start. And then I met a, a friend of mine uh, who had neurofibromatosis. Um, that's a, a kind of a longer story, but ended up supporting the children's tumor foundation. And then uh, you know, various other, you know, opportunities along the way, one with the uh, Pima Maricopa Native American community out in Arizona and just some other various things. But yeah, um, just kind of always felt like it was the duty of a professional athlete to not only go out and perform, you know, on the field, but to step up for the community off the field. Yeah, for sure. And, and most recently, you co-founded the Newton Connection. So love to hear more about that and how the community here at Plainfield can support you. Yeah, so Newtown Connection was was basically born on exactly what we were just talking about. I spent my whole career, 11 years, plus even in the minor leagues, some giving back to other people's communities, you know, and when I would come home, I would basically check out, you know, I would say, hey, you know, don't call me, don't, you know, come around. Like, I just, you know, gave everything I had for, you know, eight months. I'm, I'm ready to spend time with my family. And then when I stepped away during COVID, uh, I kind of was looking around and realizing, man, I haven't really done a whole lot for my community here, the community that supported me all my years. And um, so I kind of, I put this post out, you know, this an emotional post out on Instagram and my neighbor uh, who is a business executive, a successful business, business executive, and, you know, the co-founder of Newtown Connection, he pulled me aside and said, Hey, if you want to make this happen, I'm willing to help you. Um, and, mm -hmm. You know, I come from a similar background and I'd, I'd like to support you in doing this. And so together, the two of us created Newtown Connection, which is an organization that is basically built to offer sports, health and education for free um, to kids in the inner city. Uh, and specifically now, Newtown 
the States is where we operate out of. But um, in our early days, we were kind of built on providing opportunity for the kids to learn baseball because in this community, baseball wasn't very well known. Um, but it's grown to so much more. Now we're really using that trust that we built through sport to enrich the kids' lives academically. And we've recently just uh, created this partnership with an organization called Little Medical School. And Little Medical School is a nurse and her team. Uh, they come in and they teach the kids in, an in a hands-on uh, way about, you know, uh, cardiovascular issues and basically allow the kids to come in and put lab coats on yeah. and become little dreamers. You know, a lot of these kids go to Title I schools and, and they go to school with trauma. And when they get in trouble at school, you know, they get they get pushed aside. Hey, go to detention, go home. You know, when they're at football practice, you know, it's, hey, you know, you're not acting right. We're going to, you know, shuttle you off to the side. Go home. We're, you're not welcome on this team. At Newtown Connection, we, we want to embrace those kids. We've we've worked with the Center for Healing and Justice through sport to identify trauma like that. And we've found coping mechanisms and ways that we can break down some of those barriers to allow the kids to kind of embrace what we're telling them, opposed to this fight yeah. or flight that is so prevalent in their lives. Um, so, so really just trying to build relationships and then impact the kids in sports, health and education, because we know that, you know, kids that are active and physically fit are, are, you know, in a greater position to learn. And then, you know, really trying to just identify good, positive leadership and character skills that we can instill in the kids so that whether they go to college or not, they're going to be one step up than, than the peers in their community. Doesn't get better than that. It's awesome. I always love when uh, kind of you people you can use sport and that connection to kind of uplift the community. So congrats on uh, Thank you. what you're doing there. We'll include links for the community here to check out. So if, you, if you don't mind, I'd like I'd like to add one more if that's okay. Please, Sorry, please. I, I have one more little nugget. You know, so when we built this, you know, we we saw that you know on an ESPN article that. Uh, that was produced in like 2008 that 75 percent of professional athletes that start charitable foundations that's 501c3s become de defunct or whatever the word is they end up failing at a 75 percent rate wow and that was extremely alarming to us and then recently i went to an mlb career development um speaking engagement and i was informed there that that number is higher now and more more close to the 85% number. So you have all these athletes that have this strong desire to go out and create these 501c3s and help their community, but the back office side of it and the, the compliance side of it is so difficult that they end up failing and all this money gets, I mean, some of the top prominent athletes, you know, across all sports are in this list of the 85. Yeah. And so we created this Newtown connection as a blueprint for athletes to find success in their philanthropic ventures. So we're not a 501c3. We operate and we have a, a working arrangement, a, a memorandum of understanding with the Boys and Girls Club. So we operate as a program inside the Boys and Girls Club. And I would encourage any athlete that's out there to, to pursue this route because mm. there are 4 million kids in the Boys and Girls Club across the country. And every single one of those boys and girls club could use a professional athlete, a professional business person to come in and support them. 
and they're short on programming. So there's freedom to go in there and create a program. You know, so you, you can let's say that again. The, I was just saying mentorship. It, it's 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 a uh, it's the value of it outweighs the effort that most people have to put in for it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you go and start your own five hundred one c three, thinking that you're doing this great thing, but you don't realize you got to have a board of directors. You got to have you know accountability. You know, with your finances, you got to you know do annual reports and and board meetings, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, at first that sounds great to your aunt and uncle, you know, but then when they're putting you know forty, fifty, sixty hours you know into this thing, they're saying, hey, I want to be compensated. And you're saying, yeah. oh, okay, you know, that's my aunt, that's my mom, that's my sister. Okay, I want to compensate them well, you know. And then when someone starts digging into your accounting and accounting, and you got a hundred grand going to your family members, and you yeah. only got a hundred and twenty grand coming in, you yeah. know, that starts to look a little funky. I, I'd say I, I say so, and it's it's awesome how passionate you are about it. So, uh, well, I'm sure everybody now is going to be like extra motivated to go. Uh, check it out and support so we uh we, we appreciate that and you sharing that and i i'd say finally i i was remembering back and uh, about two years ago when uh the tampa bay bucks won the super bowl and um i'm a linebacker devin white took the lombardi trophy on a you know ride on his horse uh through the stadium so you ever dream of uh riding your horse uh through a baseball stadium uh not really. I mean, my yeah. I, my my dream on the horse is to go out west and ride through the country, you know, and spend, you know, a week on horseback, go camping and do like a, a legit cattle drive. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm more, I guess, in this stage of my life, trying to get away from people than I am to move towards. Yeah, people. Yeah, I don't yeah. Just I'm just really enjoying, you know, the the slower life nowadays. Well, that was my next question, just about like pretty much just with riding horses and how you got into it. So it, it, it sounds like it's a, it's a big passion of yours. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think, you know, you, you kind of, people talk about you get horse bitten, you know, you, uh, once yeah, you do yeah. it once, kind of, you fall in love with it. And uh, yep. I had a, I had a sports psychologist when I was in Colorado, you know, tell me that she wished that every single athlete could ride a horse mm. because you know, when you're riding a horse, you got to hold these reins. You know, and the reins yeah. are connected basically to the mouth of the horse, but to the brain. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think oftentimes in my life and in my career, I, you know, figuratively speaking, held the reins just way too tight. Mm. And now that I've started riding horses, I've been way more cognizant of, you know, just kind of how hard I'm gripping on things in my life and understanding that there has to be a balance. And that balance is so fine. And uh, the more I learn about riding horses and, and building that relationship with my horse, uh, the more I'm kind of being awoken to, you know, kind of where I am in my emotional state in life. Mm. So what's your horse's name? Uh, my horse's name is Gunner. I've got a project horse named Aspen. And uh, and uh, my son has a horse named Nellie. So we've got five horses, actually. we got a couple mini horses, and then we got a couple adult horses. That's awesome. Well, Ian, really uh, con huge congrats on the success and even um, – all you've created since uh, finishing up your baseball career. It was really awesome getting to know you today. And uh, thank you for the time. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll connect again soon. Yeah, man, I love that opportunity. Thank you again for inviting me. This is a, a humbling and, and a you know, special thing for me. So thanks. Mm -hmm.